Good evening, Columbia. It's no secret that COVID-19 has created a new normal for our world right now. And with that new normal, Cockadoodle News has to cease production of our weekly broadcasts that aired live from the radio station. And instead, we will be pre-recording episodes as podcasts and uploading them like normal. These weekly updates will consist of international, but mostly national and local news regarding the coronavirus pandemic. If there's anyone who wants to reach out, Feel free to reach out online by searching WUSC News on Facebook and Twitter. But for the time being, I hope everyone stays tuned. I'm your host, Leah Robinson, and with me as always is my co-host, Sarah Hudock-Jeffrey, and you're listening to Cockadoodle News. According to the New York Times, the coronavirus pandemic has reached 366,000 globally cases globally, according to official accounts. As of Monday evening... At least 16,239 people have died, and the virus has been detected in at least 163 countries. According to the average number of new cases each day in the last seven days, the countries where cases are rising the fastest are the U.S., Spain, France, Germany, Italy, and Iran, all with an average of plus 1,000 new cases each day. They are followed by Britain, Canada, Brazil, Portugal, the Netherlands, Belgium, Switzerland, Austria, the Czech Republic, Norway, Sweden, Israel, Pakistan, South Korea, Singapore, Indonesia, and Australia, with 100-plus average new cases each day. All other of the 160 countries, 163 countries have 10 new cases a day or less. As far as the top 10 countries with the highest number of total cases, China is number one with 81,093 cases and 3,270 deaths. It is followed by Italy with 63,927 cases with 6,077 deaths. U.S. with 41,701 cases and 537 deaths. Iran with 23,049 cases, 1,812 deaths. Germany, with 22,672 cases and 86 deaths. France, with 19,856 cases and 860 deaths. South Korea, with 8,961 cases with 111 deaths. Switzerland, with 8,060 cases and 66 deaths in the United Kingdom with 6,650 cases and 335 deaths. The pandemic continues to surge across Europe, and there are now more total confirmed cases outside of China than inside China, where the virus first spread. So now I'll give a brief overview of how countries around the world are responding to the coronavirus. Prime Minister Boris Johnson has placed Britain under a virtual lockdown. This causes all non-essential shops ban- or closes all non-essential shops, bans meetings of more than two people, and requires that people stay at home except for exercise alone or with a member of their household, shopping for food or medicine, or traveling to work, only if it can't be done at home. People who disregard the restrictions will be fined by the police. France and Germany have already enacted similar measures, almost a full quarantine. 
The number of confirmed cases in Britain rose to 6,650 on Monday, up from 5,683 a day earlier. The death toll rose by 54 to 335. Officials believe that those numbers are going to balloon. In France, five doctors have died from the coronavirus. Doctors and nurses around the world have reported shortages in masks and other protective equipment that will protect them from getting the coronavirus when in contact with patients. France has reported 19,856 COVID-19 cases and 860 deaths. Edouard Philippe, France's prime minister, said the government would tighten rules on Tuesday, allowing people to only leave their homes for a maximum of one hour a day, and they have to stay within one kilometer of their homes. In Germany, Chancellor Angela Merkel announced on Sunday measures that limit groups in public to two people except for families. She has been one of the world's major leaders on social distancing. On Sunday, she encouraged German citizens to, quote, do what is right for our country, show reason and heart. In Asia, China has flattened the curve through draconian restrictions on speech and movement, which put the country in a total lockdown. South Korea is one of only two countries with large outbreaks outside China to flatten the curve as well, and has done so without draconian policies or economically damaging lockdowns like those in Europe and the United States. Therefore, the country is being scrutinized by leaders in other countries to understand how best to beat the virus. South Korea listened to the World Health Organization early on and responded with swift action, widespread testing, and contact tracing, and critical support from citizens. The head of the World Health Organization, Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, has hailed South Korea as demonstrating that containing the virus, quote, can be done, and he urged countries to, quote, apply the lessons learned in Korea and elsewhere. So there are four major lessons from South Korea from South Korea that can be learned. Number one, intervene fast before it's a crisis. One week after the country's first case in late January, South Korea governor, government officials met with representatives from several medical companies and urged them to immediately develop test kits for mass production. Within two weeks, thousands of test kits were shipping daily and the country now produces 100,000 kits per day. The second lesson is to test early, often, and safely. South Korea has tested more people for the coronavirus than any other country. This allows people to be treated and quarantined before they can infect others. The virus has a five-day incubation period, with mild cold-like symptoms following. This creates a week or two lag that can lead someone who doesn't know they're infected to infect others exponentially. In South Korea, officials opened 600 drive through and glove chamber testing centers as to not overwhelm hospitals and clinics to screen as many people as possible as quickly as possible while minimizing health worker contact to keep them safe. The third lesson is contact tracing, isolation, and surveillance. When someone tests positive, healthcare workers retrace the, the patient's movements to determine who they may have come in contact with and to proceed with notifying, testing, and possibly isolating them. This process is called contact tracing. South Korea developed tools and practices for aggressive contact tracing during the MERS outbreak, 
like tracking patient patients' movements with security camera footage, credit card records, and GPS data from cars and cell phones. Additionally, South Korean cell phones would vibrate with emergency alerts when new cases were discovered in their districts. Apps detail the infected person's whereabouts and timelines. Additionally, people in self-quarantine have to download an app which alerts officials if a patient ventures outside of isolation, isolation, resulting in fines. In general, the people of South Korea have seen the, tra- the trade-off of their privacy for safety as necessary. Because hospitals are kept clear for the most serious patients, South Korea's case fatality rate is just over 1% among the lowest in the world. The fourth lesson is to enlist the public's help. Leaders kept citizens fully informed and they were asked for cooperation early on. Information was communicated through TV broadcasts, subway station announcements, and smartphone alerts. This constant communication with the public led to public trust in the government and thus more cooperation. Officials also credit the country's nationalized healthcare system, which encourages those without symptoms to get tested. So, can these lessons be implemented in countries with bad outbreaks currently? Well, other countries lack political will, public will, and enough time. China was able to shut down the outbreak in Hubei, but at at the cost of shutting down its economy. It's possible that South Korea's lessons could be applied to the United States, however. According to former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb, quote, we we probably lost the chance to have an outcome like South Korea. We must do everything to avert the tragic suffering being born in Italy. In the United States, in order to reduce your risk and do your part to protect others, there are some basic steps you must follow. So first of all, you really need to wash your hands for at least 20 seconds with warm water. Second of all, stock up in at least a 30-day supply of food, medicine, and other necessities. Third, practice social distancing. Stay at least six feet away from people in public and stay home as much as possible. Currently, I'm following these practices and it's very difficult, but it's very, very necessary. Now that we're at home and school is online, you know, there are other extenuating circumstances. You may be having to take care of family members. You may be having to work, whatever it is. Just do the best you can. You know, this shouldn't be causing a panic in you, but you should be acting with diligence and with intelligence. Please, for the sake of others, the sake of yourself, the sake of our nation, please follow these practices. Inform yourself as much as possible. Listen to officials, to the CDC, to the World Health Organization. It's up to us to stop this.